Well, um, I just looked at my library of recordings and realized that it's been a while since my last one. Um, last year to be exact, I think last summer. And so far this year, um, quite a lot has happened. Um, I originally was going to call this podcast like 28 years. And that pretty much symbolized for me a chapter for me in my life that I closed. Um, Maybe some would say way long overdue for doing so. A few weeks ago, um, I decided to end a friendship slash relationship of someone that I had known since I was pretty much a pre-teenager, 15 years old, 14 years old, someone that I cared about immensely, uh, loved so much. And even at one point, we didn't talk for five years because he had moved away. He came back and it was just, it was just seemed like an endless challenge of us trying to, you know, be together. And then something happened, um, in regards to uh, someone important to him passing away. And he went as far as to lie and say that the funeral was going to be out of town when in fact it was here. And I found that out due to my sister being a Sherlock Holmes. And uh, pretty much that let me know that who I wanted him to be in my eyes was who he was not, unfortunately, in reality. And again, so many people were telling me he is not good for you. You need to walk away. But I was just being stubborn and saying, no, this is what I want. This is who I love. And I knew that this year for me was going to be, I felt like it was going to be a year of changes. Different things happening to me that might not be easy for me to deal with. But things that I was going to have to force myself to go through to become the person that I wanted to be but more so to be happier with myself. I'm 43 years old. I'm working a job that even though I do care for the people that I work with, it's not the dream job that I want. I'm trying to get back into my passion, trying to find out who I am with it. But more so in regards back to this person, I recently lost an aunt of mine um, back in February. Uh, She was my dad's sister, the oldest of the three of them, uh, along with my Uncle Jack. And um, I remember she called, and uh, we had been talking a few times. She had been in and out of a hospital. Her health had really been going downhill uh, really fast. And between going between the hospital and the nursing home she was put in, I mean, unfortunately, she was not going to be able to go back to her childhood home. And the one Monday night she called, she wasn't feeling good. She asked for some activated charcoal. My auntie was a holistic type of person. She didn't like hospitals. She didn't like doctors and 
Unfortunately, I found out later on why that was the case, but um, she called that night um, requesting some. And she didn't expect it to be brought down that evening because it was already like 6 or 7 o'clock. And I think visiting time was at 9, would, would close up at 9 p.m. So uh, from what I recall, she said that the activated charcoal was down at her house in the city. And we figured we wouldn't be able to get to it until the next day. Well, my mom thankfully still had some that uh, my aunt gave to her a while back. And I still had uh, a few of my containers from my body butters that I make. But uh, I've put my business on hold for a while. And uh, I took one of those containers. I took some of that activated charcoal and I put it in there, um, sealed it up tightly. And I called my aunt and I asked her, I said, you know, auntie, um, what time is, you know, visiting time over with? And uh, she was at Barnes Hospital downtown. And she said, I think not until nine o'clock. I said, okay, well, I'm on my way down there to see you. And she's like, are you sure? And I said, absolutely. So I got in my car, got down there about, uh, I'd say seven o'clock, 7.15. Parked my car in the underground parking lot and I made my way up to her room. And my Aunt Alice, the person that I remember, was a nice robust woman you know she she'd give you some strong hugs and she'd say hey baby how you doing and it's crazy because she and I look so much alike especially you know just if I was to put on a head turban like she used to wear and um I had to brace myself because I was like you know I haven't seen her I know that they said that she's gotten a little bit smaller but I'll be okay and I walked into the room and it literally took my breath away to see my aunt in a hospital bed. Her hair looked like, you know, patches of cotton. And it was hard for her to speak. They had one of those breathing tubes, you know, on her nose for oxygen intake. And, uh, she sounded a bit rough, but she was still there mentally, you know, very clear. And I was wanting to spend time with her, but I didn't know if I would uh, would tire her out. So as soon as I came to the room, she saw me and her eyes just, they lit up. And uh, she was like, hey, baby, are you able to stay for a while? And I instantly said yes. And now in retrospect, especially with her passing, I had wished so much that I could go back and uh, record that conversation. I wish I would have used my phone to record that last, that last conversation. I stayed there from 7 until probably, I think, 8.30, 8.45, and we just talked about anything we could think of about her life, her relationships, what I wanted to do with my life. And she asked me, she said, do you have somebody special that you care about? And I said, yes. And she said, well, what are you waiting on? 
She goes, does he pour into you what you pour into him? And it really made me sit up and think. And for the first time, I really thought about that because I was constantly thinking about that for as long as I had known this person. I always felt like I was getting scraps of his time. And I always just felt like something wasn't up. But, you know, when you care about somebody, sometimes your heart just takes over and your mind's not thinking. And I responded back to her. I said, no, he doesn't. He doesn't put in the same way I try to. I put in for him. She said, stop wasting your time. She said, stop wasting your time. She said, you're too good of a person to be giving your all to somebody who is not giving the same to you. And it took everything in me not to cry. Because she was right. My mom had been telling me the same thing. My best friends had been telling me the same thing. But I was like, you know what? I've weathered so many different storms. This is just another storm and eventually things will get better. But I had realized a while back that they weren't. And so at this point, I just realized I was just clinging on to something that just wasn't meant to be. And so after talking to my aunt for a while, I left because a doctor came in to do some do some tests or talk to her or something. And I remember getting up, but I remember the whole time we were talking, I was holding her hand. And I was just, just feeling her hands, like trying to remember and just trying to get an impression because deep down I was wondering and thinking that unfortunately this would be the last time that I would see my husband. And I just needed to make mental memory and note, I looked at her face, I looked at her eyes, her nose, her lips, her cheeks, everything. I just wanted to remember. And I remember giving her a hug. And I said, I love you. I love you so much. And she gave me a hug back. She said, I love you too. And I remember slowly putting on my jacket and still looking at her. It's like I didn't want to leave her sight because I felt like that'd be the last time that I was here. I remember slowly walking out of her room and just standing there and trying to get myself together to walk to the elevator. I got in the elevator and I just started crying. Before I left, she and I were talking and I said, you know, I really would like to see you when you get settled back into the nursing home and, and just come in 
talk to you about our family lineage and you know everything because I realized I didn't I don't know I don't know where I really come from past my great grandparents and so she was like oh that'd be great and so I was praying that she would be stable enough for you know once her move back that I'd be able to come and visit her and talk to her. But unfortunately, that Thursday, we got a phone call at night, about 12 or one o'clock, I think. And I already was up. No, I think it was about two or three in the morning. And for some reason that night, I already was up at midnight for some reason, and I could not go back to sleep. And I saw that my Uncle Jack was calling. And I knew then that she had passed on. And I could not get back to sleep for the rest of the day. I had to go to work. at my job. And I honestly think I was just on autopilot. Just trying to just remember everything that my aunt ever told me. And especially that Monday when we were together last time. And her conversation to be about my love life and who I cared about and that this person was not for me just kept ringing in my ear. Even after I told that person that my aunt had passed. I mean, he had been supportive even when my friend Kaisha had passed away. He came to the funeral. And for me, unfortunately, the final straw was the following week. Um, now, mind you, like I said, February, a lot of shit went down in February. Like my birthday was on the 17th. My friend Kaisha, who passed away, her birthday was on the 16th. So her birthday is the day before mine. My aunt passed away the week beforehand. Um, and, and, and all this mess is going on. And... That following week, I want to say, I got a call from my guy friend and uh, or my boyfriend, I felt, um, at the time. And he said his father had passed away. And I was in shock. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, I said, when did he pass away? And he tells me the previous week. And I'm thinking to myself, why in the hell are you just telling me this? To me, if somebody has passed away, I would want the people that are closest to me to be the first ones to know. That would be my parents. That would be my sister. That would be my best friends. Hell, that would be my significant other. They all knew when they found out about Kai. I told them all that day. So immediately in my head, I'm thinking to myself, why is he waiting a whole week to tell me about this? And I said, you know, okay. I said, well, why didn't you tell me this when it first happened? And his reasoning to him, to me was, well, I know with your birthday, the week of your birthday, I didn't want it, you know, for it to be a downer for you. Let me tell you something. I am not conceited enough to ever think that my birthday is going to trump somebody's passing 
especially if it's your father or somebody else that's important to you. My birthday is my birthday, whatever. But I'm going to be that person that's going to support you in your time of need if something like that was to happen. So I asked him what were the funeral arrangements. And he tells me that the body's being shipped to Chicago. And I thought that was kind of odd, but I was like, okay. And I do recall that his dad's family, at least that's where he's from. So I said, okay, well, you know, I'll let me know the date and I'll take off and I'll come up there with you, you know, to be with you. And he said, no, that's okay. He goes, my stepbrother, because his dad was remarried, he has a stepmom, um, is going to go up there with me and we're going to finalize everything. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, after we got done talking, Deep down, it still didn't feel right to me. But I was like, who am I going to argue with him? This is his dad. You know, whatever they decide to do for funeral. That's fine. I totally respect it. Well, a few days later, I, I told my mom what had happened. And she was just like, what in the world? I'm on the phone with a friend of mine. I think it was Sunday or Monday evening. I don't recall which. And... Uh, <laughs> She, my sister shoots me a text message or actually a picture. It's a screenshot. It's a screenshot of supposedly the person with the same name as my boyfriend's dad in the funeral home here, which I won't give, but it's a local one. Um, They have the body. And the church where the wake and funeral are going to be are here in St. Louis. And all I can do is just stare at this screenshot because I'm just in shock. Part of me is in shock, but the other part is like, really? Are you really surprised at this? So I text my sister. I said, thank you. I'm going to look into this. The next day while I'm at work, I take a break. I go into one of our conference rooms and I call the funeral home and I said, hey, uh, listen, I know someone with this name. I'm just trying to make sure if it's the same one that I know. And so they unfortunately couldn't give me any information. And I'm pretty sure it's for safety reasons, which I totally respect. But you better believe later on that day, a picture is added to that Um to that site for that particular person. And uh, sure enough, it is his dad. 100% unequivocally, it is his dad. And I'm just sitting back like, wow. Wow, the only reason you would go to that lengths to make sure that I would not come is because you are dealing with somebody else. And somebody else that I've known for about on and off for quite some time. So your whole story about what you're doing and stuff is pretty much just a lie. And so I was like, I could do this about two ways. Now, mind you, even after I found out the truth, I was still texting him going, so, hey, you know, have you made it to Chicago safely? You know, all this other stuff. And just to see what he would say. 
And he was still playing the game of, yeah, I'm good. So I'm like, all right. So I realized that I could do this one of two ways. I could just call him up, cuss him out, and be like, you lying son of a bitch. I'm sick and tired of this shit with you. I've told you over and over again, I'm don't do this to me. If you don't want to be with me, just be honest and don't waste my fucking time. Or I could go on one eight hundred or I could go on one eight hundred flowers and order a plant and have it sent to the wake. Because number one, his dad was an awesome guy, from when I recall speaking with him and my interactions with him. He really was a nice guy. And second, to let his ass know, my boyfriend, or soon to be ex, that I knew that he was lying. So in some dark way, I just wanted him to sit there, front pew, see my plant with that note that said, from Jasmine W., thoughts and condolences. But even with when I ordered it, unfortunately, I learned the hard way that you should not send a plant to a church the day of the funeral. I should have sent it the day before at the wake or the day before at the funeral home so that it would arrive in time to the church for the wake and funeral. But, oh, well, apparently they did get it because somehow he blocked me from his Instagram, social media, which made me think that, yeah, shit's probably coming down because old girl probably saw it or whatever. Who cares? So that next day or whatever, I decided, no, but I think about that Sunday or Monday. I said, you know what? I've had enough. I have had enough. So I blocked him on everything. He can't reach me on my phone. He can't reach me on any social media platforms. He can't reach me via email. I mean, at this point, the only way he could reach me would be to either literally come up to my door and knock on it or to call my job. And I'm pretty much sure he's too much of a coward on both to even try it. At this point, there's nothing for me to listen to. It's just a waste of my time. And I finally realized it, that I've wasted my time. I wasted my time on hope, promises, and all that bullshit. And the weirdest thing is, once I did that, when I tell you the weight that came off of my shoulders, off of my chest, off of my mind, was indescribable. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh man, you know, I feel so great and I don't hurt anymore. That's bullshit. I do hurt. It hurts. When you cut somebody out of your life that you cared so much about. But it's necessary. In this case, it was absolutely necessary. And it's like, I feel like good things have been happening to me ever since then. So now it's just about trying to figure out who I am and what makes me happy. I realize that I can't get it. I should not invest my happiness into somebody else because you don't know what the type of return you're going to get on it. And I'm thankful to have friends who could have easily said, we told you so, da-da-da-da-da, but they haven't. They've just been supportive. 
and been there for me. For that, I can't thank him enough. I'm back in school. I've been back in school. Trying to at least finish up my associates since I cannot afford to finish my bachelor's. And there's, I'm trying to get back into my photography. With this whole pandemic, this shit's been crazy. And I'm slowly starting to feel comfortable again being around folks. Um, I want to travel. Craziest thing also, too, is I feel like I want to go in and take acting classes. Because I feel like I have so much shit pent up in my head. That I think that also would be a great type of therapy. Besides the therapy that I normally was doing. Um, just to, I don't know, just find different type of outlets to try to figure out who I really am. I feel like there's so many different faces to me in a way. But trying to figure out what is what is it that will make me happy. I feel like in a way in life, I'm just so far behind. Like I said, I'm 43 and I'm trying to learn how to live my life and actually enjoy it instead of just being a passenger and just watching life go by. But I think the biggest thing I've learned is that if I can finally decide after 28 years that somebody is not good for me. And that you can change and break a situation or a habit that's not good for you. There's hope. Don't think everything's going to happen all at once. I'm still trying to think things through day by day. But I'm taking my time. If anything, I chalk this up to a huge, big lesson. A lesson to learn to put me first. And for those that want to take advantage of you or not appreciate you or not be straight up with you, cut them out of their lives. Cut them out of your life, sorry. Because they're taking up valuable space. Valuable space for someone who does deserve it. So, for now, for me, I just want to enjoy life. I'm not jumping into any other relationship anytime soon. Because I realize I need to work on me first. And once I figure out what I want for me, then I can possibly figure out what I want in a partner. But I know what I do not want. Is someone that will only give me scraps of their time. If you are not going to invest in me the way I invest in you, do not waste my time. You don't deserve it. And you damn sure didn't earn it. So on that, I will say this. Believe it or not, I don't have any ill will towards this person. I wish them well in their life.
I hope for them that they find happiness because I finally realized that his fear of this other woman that he's dealing with will always trump whatever he felt for me. And that's fine. Because I'm not going to be in anybody's love triangle or any bullshit. I deserve somebody that wants me. And the person who gets me will know that I'm loyal 100%. But if you cross me, trust me, it will not be good. So in regards to that, um, I guess that's it. I've been wanting to make this recording for quite some time, probably for the past couple of weeks. And it's been just, just gnawing at me. And I'm the type of person I like to either blog or uh, audio record. And I've been wanting to do this more often and try to make this like a regular habit. But it's been kind of hard because I'm like, sometimes I don't feel like I have anything interesting to talk about. And I don't want to like force shit. But I do feel like this and blogging are excellent mediums for personal expression. So, with that note, um, I guess I'll say goodbye. And uh, I hope you all have a great Sunday. Take care. God bless.